Hello, everyone. Welcome to Psychic Babes. I'm your host, Kirsten Sandifer. Ashley is no longer with us. She will be appearing from time to time, but um, it's just me. So you guys are stuck with me for the while, the next time being. Um, I am looking for a co-host, so if you are interested in all things esoteric and you are talented and um, you feel like you might be able to um, add something to this podcast... I'd appreciate it if you would send me an email to Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N, at PsychicBabes.com. Again, that's Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N, at PsychicBabes.com. Okay? So, hope everybody's doing well. Um, I know it's been a minute, but uh, I've been moving, so I'm now in Dallas uh, with my daughter. We moved out here um, to just be closer to family. Cause as some of you know, I'm going through a divorce. So, um, it's just better to be with family with times like that. So now today, without any further ado, um, I'm going to get into something a little bit serious this time. Okay. Um, some of you may believe me. Some of you may not. Some of you may have had experiences of this, um, yourselves, but the point of this is, not to judge somebody or not to, um, not to say whether it did or it didn't happen, but I assure you this did happen to me. Um, it is to make sure that you're accurately protected. Okay. Because the one thing that we don't talk about a whole, whole lot, and I know I do, I think I kind of shove it down your guys' throats is protection, spiritual protection, taking spiritual baths, um, saging your place, um, saying prayers to surround yourself with a white light of protection so that all answers you receive be for your highest and greatest good. I do it every day before I work with my clients. I do it, um, to, you know, I do it every time I work with a new person. Um, I do it every time I'm done with a reading, um, to get all the, you know, negative guck off me. And, um, yeah, it's just, you guys, it's just good spiritual hygiene. And if you are messing in areas of esoteric um, things, then you will want to do this because otherwise you might go through something like I went through. Now, before you, before we get into exactly what I went through, I'll just go ahead and give you a little brief synopsis of, um, you know, me, because I, I know I've talked about my gifts and how long I've had them and whatnot. But when I was in college, um, I started to get back into, you know, my gifts and I was really, really, um, you know, gung ho on it. And for some reason I started to take a really big interest in the paranormal and I wanted to learn about ghosts and I wanted to chat with them. And the reason why was because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, my grandmother had just died. My German grandmother, my Oma, who, um, basically raised me. Okay. Um, my parents both worked. I mean, they raised me as well, but during the day it was just me and my Oma and we were very, very close. I have her name tattooed on my wrist. All right. And for those of you that know anything about my past, I moved to Germany to be closer to her. So she was a very big part of me. So now 
what, what I did was I took a class. I was majoring in psychology at TCU, and I took a class called parapsychology, which is about ghosts and the paranormal, okay? Now, this class was fantastic. Um, I won't say the teacher's name because I do believe he's still teaching there, and I hope he has incorporated this part into his um, lectures, but this course was so fantastic. You got to do so many amazing things, but the one thing that it did not have is it didn't tell you how to protect yourself. It did not tell you to, you know, get sage. It didn't tell you to say prayers. It didn't tell you any of those things. It didn't tell you that some of these things could follow you home. It just didn't. And so, you know, I guess I should have known better, but I didn't. You know, what was I, 18 years old at the time? Um, You know, 17, 18, 19, you know, somewhere around there. Um, I just didn't know better. So I started this class, okay, and I was so engrossed in it. It was fantastic. We broke into groups for our final project, and in these groups, um, we got to choose what we wanted to do. Now, some groups could go speak with a um, priest and try to understand his perspective and interview a priest. Some people could go to a haunted house, a real live haunted house, which the one that uh, we decided to go to was in Fort Worth, Texas. It's called the Log Cabin, and it is haunted. Let me just say that again. It is, in fact, haunted, okay? Because I can only assume that what I took away, I took from this place. Um... Now, you could, you had a couple of other options too. You could just write a skeptical paper saying you don't believe in this or not, or, you know, what have you. He gave you a lot of leeway in what you wanted to do. But I wasn't a skeptic. I knew that um, the stuff did exist. So I decided to, um, you know, to team up with a few people in my class. Some of them were cheerleaders. And um, I know two of them were big. TCU football players. And so I thought, okay, that's good. We'll have them in case anything real goes down. Well, the funny thing is, is they were scareder than anybody, but I'll get to that. (laughs) So we went to, we decided to, this was for our final, go to this log cabin. All right. And we checked it out and um, we asked them, could we stay the night here? Sure. They said, yeah, absolutely. We can lock you in the, um, the schoolroom, like the schoolhouse. And that's where a lot of the activity happens. Um, now she did say, we're going to have to actually lock you in. You won't be able to get out until morning. And, um, you know, we'll set you up with some EVP, um, you know, voice boxes and things of that nature. But mainly it was just to, for us to just observe what happened. And not many of us took it seriously apart from myself. So, we went there and um, we locked ourselves in and it was early. It was like seven, eight o'clock and um, a couple weird things started to happen. Um, we saw shadows pass by um, and now there was an upstairs and a downstairs to this. Okay. And then we saw a window open and then shut immediately right afterwards. Well, come to find out the next day, that window is sealed shut. And all of us saw it. I mean, we had guys who were huge TCU football players, linebackers, screaming for their mothers. 
It was, uh, you know, it was a scary experience. But the night went on and we laughed some and um, we brought a Ouija board, which was, um, (laughs) had I known what I know now, uh, a very stupid idea. I did not play with it, but I do believe we invited something in that followed me home. So that was that. Um, We had a couple of really, really strange occurrences. Um, We picked up on some EVP phenomena of an old uh, captain um, sailing the high seas and we could hear his voice clear as day. Um, there were a couple of other things. Gosh, guys, this is dating me cause this is a, this is a long time ago. Um, I'm now 41 years old and this is, you know, when I was in college, but nevertheless, um, we, you know, we never went to sleep that night and a few of us were pretty terrified. I was really trying to channel um, anything in the room, but the only thing that I did get was really, really stubborn spirits that did not want me messing in their area. And I got a real scary sort of, ooh, okay, this isn't, this doesn't feel right, which I'd never gotten before. So, and the other thing is, is people in the room were not taking it very seriously, guys. They just weren't. They were laughing at them. They were making fun of the ghosts, um, trying to upset them. And you guys, you don't do that. You just don't. These people were once alive. Um, what they're what they're doing is trying to. They're stuck somewhere, or they're trying to communicate something. And they're desperate about it. Making fun of them is truly a horrific thing to do. Because imagine if that were you or a loved one that you had. You don't want to do that. You you don't want to go in and piss off those people. It's just not a good idea. It's just never a good idea. You want to have compassion and empathy and try to understand where they're coming from if you attempt to do something like this. Now, we didn't do any of the proper precautions. Like I said, we did not sage. We did not um, have a, a spirit circle where we asked, um, you know, to for a spirit to surround us with the white light of protection and protect us from any ne- uh, negative entities. Nothing like that. Okay. So, <clears throat> so I, we, we left there in the morning and um, wrote our paper up and you know, it was interesting. We got an A and I kind of stopped really thinking about it. But I guess it was probably about, and this was a summer class that I had taken. So this was right at the end of summer, um, right before kind of school was about to start again. And I had had a surgery done. Okay. So I was laying in bed at my place um, of residence at the time. I had an apartment by myself. And, um, like I said, I just had surgery two days ago. I wasn't taking any pain medication or anything like that anymore. Um, and I, I didn't all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye. Now it was about six thirty ish at night. Okay. Um, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw what's like a tracer. Now I've never dabbled in LSD or anything like that. So, I assume this is what a tracer looks like, and for all intents and purposes, I'm going to call it a tracer because that's what it looked like, a light tracing in my peripheral vision, okay? So, I was laying in bed recovering, really, and um, 
I know for a fact, because I had to go back and look through this, I hadn't taken any pain medication for about eight hours, right? And I was feeling fine. Um, and the doctor really had said most of the pain would be the first, you know, the first two days anyway. And so I was happy to quit taking the stuff. Um, and just for the record, so you guys know, I don't have any mental illnesses. Um, I studied psychology at, T- at TCU. Um, I got my degree from there. And, um, yeah, so I don't have any mental, mental illnesses, just so that's clear, because, um, I know I'm going to get a lot of questions about that. This wasn't something I imagined. I'm not one to lie or make up things like this either. My friends will know that about me. And, um, for, for the purpose of this, um, particular podcast, you should know that if I'm telling you something, I felt like it was happening to me. Okay. So back into my room, I uh, was watching television, and after I saw that tracer, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed something go by me. Now, it wasn't a figure that I could make out. It just seemed like somebody, you know, it's it's almost like somebody just the wind went, but it it had definite form, okay? Now... I looked up really, I, I, I really freaked out and I sat up in bed really quickly and, um, I just was looking around like, what in the hell was that? And because I had sat up in bed and I had a Tempur-Pedic bed, and this is important, you'll understand why in a minute, because I sat straight up in bed and looked out of the corner of my eye. And I did, I had a bedroom that had, you know, one wall was just um, open to the bathroom and to the vanity area, okay? And that's where I had saw that. Then all of a sudden, as I sat up, something went boom on my chest and pushed me down into the bed with the full force of about 20 men. And I'm not kidding you, I freaked out. I have never felt anything like this in my life. And if I wasn't, I, I, I was sort of, okay, going, am I crazy? What just happened? I mean, I screamed really loudly and I jumped out of my bed. And as soon as I jumped out of my bed, I looked at the Tempur-Pedic bed. And you guys, I am all of about 100 pounds. When I get out of that Tempur-Pedic bed, it is, has a little bitty divot in it. This one had a huge divot in it, like somebody that was 800 pounds had just laid in it, Okay. So there was no mistaking what had just happened to me, okay? It was nothing like I could even put into words. So I, I'm staring at the indentation <laughs> there that should not be there, but it was confirming what had just happened to me, and I immediately panicked. And guys, I'm wearing my pajamas. I should note that, okay? Because um, it's like 6 or 7 o'clock at night, and I was, you know, just had surgery, But, um, you know, I'm wearing my pajamas and my immediate thought in my head was, I have to get to my parents' house. I have to get to my parents. Now, um, I lived about 25 minutes away from my parents' house at this point, okay, from my apartment. Um, and I grabbed my keys. I did not change. I did not do anything else. I did not look around at anything else in the apartment. My keys were always hanging up on this, um, on this little rack. I grabbed those and I cruised out of the apartment with my pajamas on okay and um I was trying to 
Okay, because this, this is what normal people, I think, do when they have something like this happen that they can't explain. They try to rationalize it. Okay, how is my mind playing tricks on me? Okay, maybe did I did I take some medication that I um, and I forgot about it? No, no, no. You know, I'm looking through my medication, my purse, and my car, and um, no, nope, I was fine there. Um, and then I thought, okay, um, I need to get some food. I need to get some food to counteract this something. My mind is playing tricks on me, and because I'm a psychology student. You know, I'm, I'm very attuned and adept to, okay, this is, I'm a rational person. This is an irrational experience. Something it doesn't jive here. Okay, so how can I fix this? So, I don't know if any of you have heard of Whataburger, but I just start driving, okay? And the first thing I see, and Whataburger is a terrible place. Sorry, Whataburger, but um, it's great if it's like four o'clock in the morning and you've been drinking, but I don't drink, so... Um, I, I just, I hear it's amazing at 4 a.m., <laughs> but, and they're always open. So I went through, I saw, I saw the Whataburger and I was like, er, okay. So I pulled in there and I pay for my food. And because there's always a line there, they asked me if I would pull up and wait. Sure. No problem. I'll wait. And I'm still kind of hyperventilating. I mean, I looked like I was very panicky and I'm in my pajamas. So this lady must have thought, okay, what is this? What is this woman doing? But um, I ordered these breakfast taquitos and um, I just paid for it. And I'm, I'm sitting up there waiting and I could see this line of cars behind me in my rearview mirror. And then all of a sudden, like my eyes landed on this really cute couple. They're in this truck and they were kissing. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And it took my mind off of things for a minute, right? So I just reflected back on my previous relationship that I had just ended, you know, and thought about how I missed kissing someone, blah, blah, blah. We all know how we do that, right? And um, the reflection on that circumstance came to another screeching halt because that very couple that was just kissing both stopped and turned to look at me at the same time. Not only did they just turn to look at me, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, right? But their teeth began to morph into these demon-like sharp needles, um, something that you would see out of truly a horror film. Um, it, It was something that I can't even describe to you. My heart just immediately just started going again, and I was just, I was frozen in fear for what seemed like a few minutes, but then I think it really was only a couple seconds because my fight, you know, my fight or flight mechanism kicked in, and I was like, out of there, fuck this food, I am out. So I had already paid for my food, but I was out of there. I did not want to see what was going to happen next, right? So... And I started thinking as I'm driving, okay, whatever it was that had attacked me in my bedroom was clearly after me, and I wasn't going to stick around to see what happened with those guys, you know. And I should mention, okay, it's getting dark around this time, and, um, you know, I'm getting a little bit more scared, and, you know, I keep looking in my rearview mirror into the back seat of my car, because I know from my studies, you know, mind, your mind can play tricks on you. And I kept looking and there's nothing there, nothing there, nothing there. And then I, I look up again and all of a sudden I see something really quickly in my back seat. And I took my hand 
And I just went, you know, tried to shove it away behind me, like try to touch something and there was nothing there. And then I looked again in my rearview mirror, nothing. So I knew something was going on, but I'm trying to come up with every rational understanding as to what, what is happening to me. Okay, like, did I, you know, um, did I eat something funky? No, I hadn't eaten in a long time. Um, I went through all of the, 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 you know, the myriad of things that you can go through. So, finally, um, I get to my parents' house, okay? And I was so, I mean, I pulled in there, you know, just, yeah, my tires peeled, and I was just terrified, and I ran out of the car. I mean, I barely grabbed my keys and locked the door or anything. And I rang my parents' doorbell in a panic. And, you know, I must have rang it like 10 times before my father answered and said, Hey, Kirsten, what's wrong? And he said, you look white as a ghost. And all I could muster, you know, that's not the, that's not the thing you want to hear when you're going through the situation I'm going through. And all I could muster out was like, Dad, something is after me. And my dad's Catholic, okay? My parents are both very Catholic. And um, it's not that we don't believe in things like this. It's just that it doesn't happen very often. And it's not talked about, especially by the Vatican. Those things are covered up, you know? And it's just it's just not talked about. We definitely know it exists. We definitely know it exists um, because, you know, we're scared of things like that, but we just don't talk about it. And we certainly don't have any experience with it. So... Um, I didn't really want to sound insane, but he was looking at me like, what in the hell? But he looked at the panic in my eyes and he said, what do you, what do you mean, sweetie? Come on in the house. And I calmly tried to explain what had happened, you know, without trying to totally freak out my dad. And I asked him where my mom was. Well, she was out of town, which I had forgotten, you know, and, um, he just said, okay, listen, you just, I think you need to get some rest. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been a long few days, like how much rest have you gotten? Just come lay down next to me and I'll watch you. Nothing's going to get you. Don't worry. And he was actually very, very, very helpful with this, um, because it calmed me down. It did. Um, now at this point though, we get into my parents' bedroom and I see feet standing outside of the window. Okay. Cause it's like mid summer where, where the windows open, you know, and um, I see these boots, like, standing out there and somebody trying to get in. And I'm like, dad, 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 dad. And he's like, Kirsten, you're going to have to calm down. You're going to have to calm down. You need to just get some sleep. And I told him, I said, dad, all I've been doing is sleeping. This isn't some kind of delusion from lack of sleep. And um, I said, my mind isn't playing tricks on me. Something is after me. And um, I told him, you know, what I had done um, when I would, we had gone to the, um, the haunted log cabin and he said, okay, all right, just lay down next to me. I'll be right here. And, you know, if you need anything, you can just holler. So I did, I laid down next to him and, um, he, he turned on his light and he was going to read, right? So I'm thinking, okay, I'll just close my eyes, close my eyes. And then as soon as my dad lifts his book up to read, um, this black mist is the best way that I can explain it. It didn't have any form really, but it started coming towards me and I had a feather blanket over me. Okay. And it got closer and closer and closer. And finally I said, dad, 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 it's coming after me. And he put his book down and that thing went back into the floorboard. 
okay? So then what happened next is, you know, he just tried to calm me down. He said, it's okay, nothing's going to happen. What's, nothing's going to happen. So he picked up his book again, and sure enough, as soon as he did that, that mist started to creep up over the bed and then onto the blanket, and it's getting closer and closer and closer and close to me. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do. But so again, I said, dad, 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 something, it's coming up, it's coming. And he, he puts his book down. And of course, the same thing happened. And um, it went back into the floorboard with a quickness. And he was starting to get annoyed at this point. He said, what's wrong now? But I didn't really have the heart to like explain it to him exactly. So I just said, nothing, dad, I'm probably just, there's something, I don't know. But I knew in my heart of hearts that there wasn't just something, that something was actually after me. So I shut my eyes again, but I couldn't shake this overwhelming feel of, you know, feeling of doom. And you guys know what I'm talking about. That feeling of doom is something that you know something bad is about to happen. Okay. So, um, so he's reading his book and I opened my eyes just for a second and that thing came, that black mist was closer onto my bed and was now at my torso before I said, dad, it's going to get me. It's going to get me. It's going to get me. And he was just like, sweetheart, there's nothing there, you know, because of course, as soon as he puts his book down, it goes back into the floor. So, so the next thing is he finally calmed me down and he lifted up his book and I remember watching that thing get closer and closer and closer to me and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to scare him anymore. I didn't want to sound like a psycho. So I just let it keep coming. And the next thing that happened is I woke up in the hospital. I woke up in the hospital with my dad standing over me and he told me I had stopped breathing. Okay. This is 100% accurate. I stopped breathing. There was no, they, the doctors had no um, reason, no sound reason medically why I stopped breathing. Um, I seemed to be, for all intents and purposes, fine now, but they wanted to keep me there um, for a while to do some, you know, to, to do some tests because um, the story that I was telling them was quite bizarre, of course, and um, my dad was telling him that too. And, um, I thought for sure my dad doesn't believe me. Right. But I look over at my dad and as soon as the doctors left, he grabbed my hand and he said, I believe you. I know something happened. The look on my face. And when he told me, he said he turned over to me and I, all of a sudden my lips were blue and he had to do mouth to mouth resuscitation. And he finally brought me back and, um, but not enough. Um, he had called the paramedics and then they finally got me all the way back. Um, and, um, they took me to the hospital and I was in the hospital for two weeks. Some people, um, there was other people that didn't believe me on the ward. They wanted to put me in a psych ward. Um, but there was actually one attending, um, who, who did believe me, um, who did say things like this can happen. Um, and he gave me some interesting things to read about, um, about black mist. And if you do, if you Google black mist, it is something that shamans talk about and it's, it steals your soul basically. So, 
that's my story, guys, for better or for worse. But um, I, at that point, made a pact with God never to mess with things like that again. Now, why did I change my pact? Because I believe I got more understanding about things and because I know that um, the universe understands me and that I'm protected when I go into things. And I know that I shield myself from things like that. Sure, can stuff like this always still happen? Absolutely. But if you take the proper precautions and you don't mess around with things that you don't understand and you have respect for the things that you do, then for, for all intents and purposes, you should be okay. But it is something to keep in mind. And I tell you guys the story not to scare you, but to make sure that you take proper precautions in protecting yourself. You have to protect yourself. You have to shield yourself from the things out there. Because guys, just like in the real world, right? You don't leave your door open for every Tom, Dick, and Harry to come in. That's not, that's not a good idea. Um, because there's people who don't want, who wish to do your harm. And you don't want to just invite them in your house. So, you know, you put locks on your door and things like that. This is the essence of what I'm talking about, spiritual locks. You need to be doing those things and you need to be cleansing and purifying and you need to make sure that you work with somebody who also knows what they're doing, okay? Somebody who you trust and somebody who has had experiences with things like this and knows how to navigate situations because let me tell you what, if you go through something like what I went through, and you don't have anyone to lean on like I didn't, it is a very scary thing. And it will, it will set you off on a path that, you know, some people don't come back from. Some people don't. This is how people lose their minds. And I do believe that um, this is a very real possibility. Now, that being said, if you do the proper precautions, and you take the proper precautions, and you learn spirituality, and you learn esoteric things from somebody who knows what they're doing and has practiced their craft, you will be okay. Just make sure you do your research. Make sure you do as much research as you can and make sure you're working with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Okay? And I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts about this episode. Um, any questions you might have, please send them. Um, in the, you can put them in the comment section or you can send them to um, Kirsten at PsychicBabes.com. And uh, I appreciate it, guys. It was wonderful um, talking to you guys again. And I will see you soon. Thanks again.